My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 64. Hey guys, happy Monday. I have a really cool episode this week. So have you guys heard of the car mom? She's an influencer (laughs) on social media. I just started following her. I've been following her for a little bit, but I am in the market, I guess I would say, probably this year at some point, I'm going to get a different car. So I start, you know, you got two kids now, you need a little bit more room. So in my research, started to, you know, look for what's, you know, you Google what's the best type of car for two kids for a mom. And I came across the car mom. So Kelly is on the podcast with me today. Um, And this was a really cool episode. She her whole account is dedicated to moms like me who are shopping for new cars. She started her account, The Car Mom, during this pandemic to make car shopping safer and less stressful through regular car video tours from a mom's perspective. She also has kiddos, so she's a mom too. Her engaging and honest car reviews quickly drew a large audience, and since starting her car-specific account, Kelly's areas of influence have expanded to motherhood and female empowerment. Just love her. I just love her account. So yeah, of course, when I started following this account, I was like, this is this is a super cool account. I need to have you on my podcast because we need to share uh, this information with everyone. So we talked about her testing the cars and what that whole process is about, how she even got started with her social media and, and kind of just her story. We talked about her favorite cars that she's reviewed. What are some of the most important things that she looks in when she reviews a car? She talked about pricing, MSRP rebates, uh, manufacturer discounts, all of these terms that can be a little bit um, overwhelming and scary to think about if you just, you know, I, I'll, I'll say it. I am intimidated when I, I have my dad go with me. I think I said this in the podcast, too. I have my dad go with me when I go car shopping because I'm intimidated. We talked about COVID tips, too, and buying a car. It was just a really cool episode. Um, so without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Kelly, the car mom. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. Yay, yay. Awesome. Well, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family and you're just chatting about your baby and what you eat for breakfast, something cool about yourself? Yeah. So my name is um, Kelly Stumpy and I live in the St. Louis area. 
I have been in the car business really my whole life. Actually, my family owns some car dealerships in the St. Louis area. So right when I graduated college, my dad really encouraged me to try out the car business. I was very hesitant only because I didn't know a lot about selling cars growing up. um, Having car dealerships, we had never bought a car. We had never, I've never seen my parents bought a car. I had never bought a car. So I didn't very, very feel very qualified to sell cars, but my yeah. dad really wanted me to give it a try, so I decided to do it. And he put me at one of the, he put me at our BMW store, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, but he's like, I, "You're going to do great. You're going to do great." So he really encouraged me. But there I was, 22 years old. I had never bought a car before, and I was mm-hmm. trying to sell eighty thousand dollar BMWs to people two to three times my age. Uh. So, it was a little intimidating at first, but I really did enjoy it, and I really took to it quickly. I fell in love with the business and just being able to communicate with people, and I really started to get a new appreciation for cars and just what yeah. what the right car can do for a person and for their family. Uh, however, the car business hours are rough, so after I got married and got pregnant with my son, I kind of had to look at my career and figure out what I wanted to do, so I ended up going part-time after my son was born, mm-hmm. and... Then when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was just kind of feeling a little bit, you know, when you, and all working moms can probably relate, you either feel, you feel guilty for either leaving your kids for a job you don't like, or you feel guilty because you don't want to stay at home with your kids all the time, or you feel guilty because you enjoy your job and you want to leave your kids. It's just every emotion. But at the phase of my life, I was when I was pregnant with my daughter, I wasn't really enjoying my job. So I was thinking, gosh, like, do I just stop working? I don't really, I'm not really getting fulfilled. I don't really want to leave. Um, but my husband encouraged me to just focus on what I know and I know moms and I know car sales and that's kind of where the idea of the car mom came out of. And I just realized, um, the lack of resources that were out there for mothers and for families and how no one was really being their voice in the industry. So I decided to start the car mom Instagram and it started off as just a way that I thought I could maybe sell a few more cars every month and just talk to St. Louis moms and, you know. And it's really evolved into a huge Instagram platform. And now I have a YouTube page and I'm able to connect with moms from all over the country and all different stages of their motherhood. And just being able to provide some insight to them has been amazing. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. No, I was just looking up, let me see how many followers do you, I was, I'm trying to think back when I first started following you, how, like, what has your growth been like? It's been crazy. Hasn't it been crazy? I've, I used to average about a hundred new followers a day, but the past two weeks I'm getting like up to 300 to 400 new followers a day, which yeah. is like, it's borderline intimidating because I <laughs> feel like an accidental in- influencer. Yeah. Um, you know, it started off just me talking about cars. And the next thing I know, I have 30,000 people who are watching my Instagram stories and like letting them in on just like my family life. And yeah, it's been, I really do feel like I have a, I love my followers though. And I know the internet isn't the nicest place in the world, but as far as me and my community is concerned, it's very encouraging Um, because I think we're all just able to connect on mom cars and how it's not necessarily the car we want to be driving, but it's the car we have to be driving. So finding the little features in it that just, that make it a little bit better. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I, I mean, I feel the same way with my mommy laborers kind of stuff that I got going and it gets to a point. I feel like 
and I was probably around the same amount of followers where I started to feel, first of all, you have, uh, at least this is how I am. I have total like imposter syndrome. I have imposter syndrome. How am I I doing what I'm doing? Right. I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. So you, so it's imposter syndrome. And then I, I've always said like around that mark, like the 30, 40, 50,000 follower mark, you know, you're probably, this is what I experienced. I was getting so many DMs and I loved responding to my DMs when I could keep up with them because I felt super engaged with my audience. I loved just, I loved just talking to them via DM. It felt very personal. But once you get to that level of followers, it's, it's tough. You can't, you can't keep it up anymore. And then there's, another level of guilt that you're not like paying enough attention to this. And it's, it's tough. It's tough. But I think what you're doing is awesome. I'm a big fan of you for a little bit. So we're going to talk all about cars and being a mom and what, you know, what you kind of need to know when you get a car Uh, and you're a mom, because yeah, there's, there's definitely some things I'm personally, I, so right now I drive a, uh, 2013 Toyota RAV4. It's okay. the first year that it didn't have the um, the little tire thing on the back. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm starting to outgrow that now with two kids. And if we want to, you know, it's it's our my husband has a Jeep, um, but it has a little bit more trunk space than my husband. So it's always the car that we take if we ever go to the beach or you know on mm-hmm. vacation, but it's like, you know, you're like, man, I think I need to actually get a little bit of a bigger car. So I'm also in the market for, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at all your stories and all your stuff because I'm definitely in the market to get a new car within the, <laughs> within yeah. the next year. So one thing that I wanted to know though, you get to test a lot of the cars, don't you? I do. Yeah. So how long do you typically get to test these cars? So it really does depend on the car. So like I said, my family owns some car dealerships. So as okay. far as my new car access is concerned, I have really good access to Kias, Hyundais, Nissan, Volkswagens, and BMWs, and then a lot of pre-owned okay. cars as well. Um, yeah. So, for some of the so some of the cars, I'm actually able to drive them for a long time. I actually don't own a vehicle; I drive what's called a demo car. So I get a new car oh. every four to five thousand miles, and oh. I drive a new car of whatever we have a lot of. So right now, I'm in a Volkswagen Atlas. We have a ton of Atlases. That's what I'm driving. But previously, we I was in a Palisade. I've been in a Nissan Murano. I've been it's it's really just whatever we have a lot of. I don't get to pick. I try not to be picky because I'm not one to complain about no car payment. So, yeah, some cars I drive for a long time. Some yeah. of my tours I don't have as good as access to, so I only get to spend like an hour, hour to two hours in the vehicle before I have to do my review of it. But mm-hmm. I am seen so many used cars come in. I am very familiar with them just from looking at different trade-ins and spending time in them. So I have a, I've spent a lot of hours in a lot of different cars, but most recently I actually uh, had General Motors call me and they offered to give me a Cadillac Escalade for a whole week. So that was really fun. So I just had to give that back this morning. So I'll have an Escalade tour coming out soon, but that one I got to drive for a whole week, which was amazing. That's awesome. Do you feel like, do you feel like if you only have one, for like a few hours, say, do you feel like you can get a good grasp on it? Or do you feel like you really need like a good week or a few days? I think to kind of give you a first look, I can definitely do a, I think I can do a good tour. So you can at least know if it's going to work for your family or not work for your family. I do wish I had a little bit more time just to play with 
like the infotainment system and just some of the core yeah. to kind of get the driving a little bit more. But I also always encourage my followers whenever I post a new tour to leave comments on the pictures or on the video, whether they agree with me, disagree with me, have had it for two years, had just test drove it. Cause I'm a lot, so much of cars are it's opinion based. So just because I don't like it or just because it's not working for me, who's six feet tall and I have two kids in rear facing car seats doesn't mean it might not work for you. So I, I wish I had more time in the car. I always will, but I want the car mom to really be like a collective platform for everybody to use and everybody to share their opinions. So I do think with the help of my followers, like if you were to go to my Toyota Highlander video or my Toyota Highlander yeah. post, for example, you'd have hundreds of comments to read through about different moms and how they're using the cars and stuff like that. I love that because I kind of do that too on my posts. I'll post about something like, for instance, we posted about reflux the other day. And, you know, I can say what I need to say about reflux, but there is, I, I like posting about it and then saying, hey guys, read the comments because there's probably a handful of things that I can't address in this, you know, limited caption mm-hmm. on this post that I'm doing. Um, so I get a lot of feedback from other moms who have had, you know, similar issues like reflux and they post about their experience and then people are commenting back and it's just, it's a, it's a nice little collaborative conversation. Yeah, totally. so I, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I always say the best way to get information across is like, yes, I'm, I'm like starting the subject and I'm telling you the facts and that and read the comments and, and see what everybody else has to say too. And I, and I do struggle sometimes when I give my opinion on tours because it is just yeah. my opinion and I don't, yeah. I like to yeah. give my opinion. And I feel like, okay, it's my blog. So if I'm, I don't have to like it, but if you like it, and it's working for your family. I'm so happy for you because there's not a perfect mom car. If there was the grade school pickup line would look the exact same, but there's, <laughs> not, there's not a perfect mom car. And if there was, I don't think my Instagram would have blown up like the way it has. So no, yeah, we welcome all the opinions. Yes. Well, this goes into the next question. What's your favorite car that you've reviewed? Is that even like, or do you have a favorite or do you like some things? Could you make a favorite? Car? Like, I like this, these things about this car and I like these things about this car. Can we make this, this makeshift car? That's how I feel about my, I don't know if you've seen my, I've done uh, like a million, not a million, I've probably done eight or so different breast pump reviews. Yeah. And I have like somewhat of a favorite that I like, but I'm like, I need to just make my own breast pump because I know what I like about this one. And I know what I like about this one. I know what I like about yeah. this one. And there's no perfect one. So tell me what is your favorite car? If there is one, if not, what would be your fe- favorite features to take from each one? You know, I really... I've been starting to reflect on, okay, if I could piece together a car, what exactly would it look like? I haven't perfected it yet, though, so I'm not going to do that just yet. But I can give you some cars that I really like. I really enjoy reviewing. Um, This is how I like to think of it. Like, So since I don't own a car, I'm kind of able to say, okay, if I had to buy a car, here's probably what I would do. Yeah. Really, a lot of it, because especially only having two kids, I mean, you understand, like, only having two kids for this point in my life, a lot of cars work for me. So it, it comes right. down to some other things, like some of the safety right. features, some of the technology features. If you have a lot of kids in car seats, your options are much more limited. But for me, um, for like a mid-size, and I also take budget into consideration, of course. I mean, I would yeah. love a Cadillac Escalade, but <laughs> but realistically, I think some good mid-size SUVs is I really love the Volkswagen Atlas. Um, that's what I'm currently driving. It just provides a lot of versatility it's roomy, but it's not too big. I like how it drives. It's very simple in its interior design, which 
makes it easier for cleanup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the Volkswagen Atlas. I also really like the Hyundai Palisade. It's a little bit spicier. It's a little bit more luxurious, but it's much more affordable than some of the luxury cars. So I love that car. Cool. Um, I like the Subaru Ascent a lot. I think that's a great seven passenger. Um, as far as some of the larger SUVs are concerned, I really love the Ford Expedition. Um, I think the Ford Expedition gets compared to the Yukon a lot. I prefer the Ford Expedition for a couple of reasons. The first being that it has better car seat setup, especially in the third row. So the Yukon doesn't have any lower anchors in the third row, which can make it a little bit difficult. The Expedition does. The Expedition also has a car seat friendly tilt. So you can actually access the third row with a car seat installed. You cannot in the Yukon or Suburban. Um, And then also the GM, one thing I... And hopefully I can get to get it, get to GM one day, but GM does not put head restraints in their middle seats, which just from like a mother's perspective, or just from anyone's perspective, that makes it very dangerous for that person to be sitting there. Because if you don't have a headrest, if you do have a collision, you're going to get whiplash. It can be very severe. And I mean, not to be a, not to be a downer, but like that's almost unacceptable to not put a middle head restraint in that seat because you're basically saying it's not safe to sit there. Um, they said it's, I've heard people tell me, dealers tell me it's for visibility reasons, which I can understand, but also every other car does it. It's in the expedition. It's in the navigator. It's in, I mean, I, my Atlas has middle head restraints, so I get it, but I don't get it. Um, minivans. I like all the minivans. They're all cool for different reasons. I really like the Chrysler Pacifica a lot and the new Toyota Sienna that just came out is awesome. Um, the Honda Odyssey is not my favorite, but it's really good for a lot of car seats. Cool. Cool. I think I got what I needed. <laughs> no, but I, I'm either probably going to get, um, I might go the minivan route, even though you always, I, I mean, it's like, did you think like, I feel like there's this stigma against minivans, but then once see my, I always grew up with minivans and once I drove a minivan, once I drove my dad, my dad still drives a minivan. And once I drove his minivan as a mom, now I'm like, minivans are great. Like, I don't know what yep, the yep. stigma against minivans are, but I'm like, I, I would be cool with a minivan. I don't really get the stigma either. And it's funny because I, I pulled my followers frequently just to figure out like what the vibe is on minivans and 70% yeah. of my followers are not on team minivan. So, which is which is shocking to me, but I also, I mean, I, I, I also can understand it. Um, yeah. I would like to be able to think that I could help turn the stigma around in minivans because I think moms are like some of the coolest people I know. So like if yeah. athletes and like movie stars drive sports cars and it's cool, like why isn't it cool to drive a minivan? I don't know. So true. Hey, we need to start getting them to drive. Yeah, so I'm like thinking, I know so I think that we'll be able to turn it around. And I just do think the functionality of the minivan is, is truly unmatched. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing I like to talk about on the car bomb is I also just want moms to feel like themselves in their car and feel cool. And I really, I put a lot of weight behind, you know, I think the manufacturers and the industry in general has just kind of shoved moms in a corner and being like, Oh, you have a lot of car seats, drive this car, drive this car. But I like us to hold on to, if you want to, and if it is what you want to drive, I like us to hold on to some of our identity. And yeah. Yeah. I don't always want to be labeled as a mom in a mom car. Sometimes I want to be a cute girl in the Starbucks drive-thru line. So that's true. No, I, no, welcome, that's a good I like to welcome it all. 
Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Well, we've already started to talk about some of the things, some of the important things that you look in, look for it when you review a car. You've mentioned the headrest on the on the third row, mm-hmm. the second row, yes, um, or the third row. This is just the middle seat. The middle seat. Middle seat. Yes. Right. So you mentioned that. That's an important thing. What are some of like the most important things you would say that you look in when you review different cars? Well, I just always like to look at, and this is something I encourage people to do, is just to think about the functionality of the car as it's going to grow with your family. So yeah. a lot of people will, you know, buy an SUV. They're, they're, you know, they're pregnant with their first child. Okay, I'm going to buy this big SUV. Okay, this is going to be my mom car. And um, I think that sometimes they don't always forecast how that is going to play out through the next several years of them owning the car. Because if you're going to finance a car for six years – you're going to want to make sure it works with you through all six years. So I would, I think that some people look at how it's going to work for them now, but okay. What about when you have two more kids? Okay. What about when your oldest kid goes forward facing when he's forward facing and he's in the third row, how is he going to get to the third row? Is he going to be old enough to buckle himself? So just kind of really thinking through the next six years of your life, which can be hard to do, especially for first time moms, because they don't necessarily know what that looks like. Oh no! Okay. That I mean, it's got to check the box for me there first, and then there's definitely some comfort features that I like. Like I love a power tailgate. I think that's one of the most helpful features for a mom, being that you just have to hit a button on the tailgate and it opens, and then you hit a button and it automatically closes. So if you got your okay, hands hold up, hold up, what is that? A power, power tailgate. Power tailgate. Well, it will change your life. Okay. So, <laughs> Obviously, I don't have one. Anyway, yeah, so I do, and like, you would just press a button on the top of the trunk, and your trunk would close. So if you've got a week's full of groceries out there, you wouldn't okay. have to worry about them. Um, so I think that's huge. Um, uh, I, I really like some of the safety features that are coming out in cars, like blind spot and automatic braking. Uh-huh. Um, any, I mean, while, while crash safety ratings are important, I think crash prevention technology is just as important, because if we can prevent crashes, that's even better than you know, keeping you safe in them. Yeah. And then I like a lot of cup holders. I'm not going to lie. I'm um, leading the petition for three to be the new industry standard because I never leave my house without a water and a coffee. And then my poor husband just has nowhere. He has to hold his own drink. So I would like three cup holders in cars. So I like a lot of cubby spaces or a lot of cup holders. And I think that's kind of my short, long list. Sure. Yeah. No, I love it. And I'm thinking about the cup holder situation too, because my, I have two, you know, in the middle and then there are ones on the door, but they never fit really what. The right cups. I know. <laughs> it's like, I can fit a little skinny water bottle. Well, Lisa, they've, like come, they've come a long way. So when you're test driving, you just go ahead and bring your big Gatorade bottle. And I think you're going right? to be oh, surprised. That's a good idea. Hey, bring like, bring like your normal cup that you use when you like go to test drive cars (laughs) that's a good tip (laughs) well awesome well let's talk about some deal breakers um like if this car has this it's like a no-go I can't get this car do you have anything any any deal breakers that you have well I would say I think one thing that people don't consider is how much room a rear-facing car seat can take up um And especially, and you know, you can't just think about it from your height, but also like your significant other or your husband's height. So yeah, you have to be, you want the flexibility to be able to fit a rear facing car seat behind both seats. And again, I think especially first time moms who want to get that first SUV, you assume, okay, it's an SUV. It's got to be good for car seats. And in reality, there are some very large SUVs, good midsize SUVs that 
simply cannot safely fit a rear facing car seat comfortably. So that to me is a huge deal breaker. I, you're definitely want to going to want to have the room. Um, but besides that, I mean, I do think that there's some safety ratings, like the cra- like some of the safety ratings on cars I think are important. And I hate to point out a car in, in specifically, but like the Dodge Durango is a popular mm-hmm. SUV. A lot of moms like it cause it's kind of like that sporty SUV, but in reality, the crash ratings on it are just so bad that I just couldn't comfortably like give that car my seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the Jeeps don't have great safety ratings either. So, you know, and I want everyone to do what they're comfortable with and everyone, you know, can make that, make that decision for their family themselves, but you got to make sure your car seats fit. And then I would opt for getting the safest car you can afford when possible. Yeah. 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 No, I love it. Do you recommend, I guess, bringing your car seat with you? Like when you go to shop for cars? Absolutely. Or is that really? Yeah. Like I, and I'm sad that people don't even think that's an option. And I think that's kind oh, of yeah. on us in the, in the auto industry that if we're not making mothers feel comfortable doing that, then that just makes me sad because I have, I sell, I used to sell cars at the BMW store and we'd have people bring their golf clubs all the time because they wanted to make sure the golf oh, clubs yeah. could be in the trunk of their convertible and to, yeah. for mothers to not feel comfortable or knowing that they can do that is like a message I'm really trying to get out there because I think you absolutely should do that. You can ask to be with the car alone. You can ask for an extended test drive mm-hmm. and you know, I get that you don't want to have a salesperson like breathing on your back while you're trying to install your car seat. So you can just say, Hey, this is going to take about an hour. I just need to be alone with the car for about an hour. And they're going to let you do it. And if they're not going to let you do it, then they're not someone I'd give your business to, but yeah, it's, see you ab- later. <laughs> it's absolutely a reasonable request. And I wish, I wish people did it more because I can probably count on, it's probably been less than 10 times I've had a family do it. Now I make families do it now that yeah. I'm realizing it. Like I won't sell a car to a family till they try their car seats in it, but previously it hardly ever happened. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's super important. I, I, something that I've just thought about now talking yeah. to you, like, oh, I probably should bring my car seat just to make sure. Cause you know, you generally kind of know how big your car seat is, but you never really know until you no. put it in the car. Yeah, and a salesperson yeah. might, not that they're not, not that they're trying to be deceitful, but they might say, no, I've seen this car. Of course, can, even right. if it's an Odyssey, it's a minivan. Of course, it can fit car seats. Well, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Yeah. Please yeah. do it for Just me. Just see how it looks. Just see yeah. how it looks. Uh, <laughs> and I would also encourage families, you know, I think that um, a question that gets asked, I get the question a lot is, hey, do you know if two Graco car seats can fit in this car? And I find that some people get so married to their car seats because that's what they have and they think they need a new car when in reality, sometimes they just need new car seats. Um, So I haven't really like decided like what I think is more important. I think it kind of depends on if you love your car seats or if you love your car, but if you think you need a new car, but maybe it's not in the budget or you really do love your car, but you just don't see how you're going to fit three car seats in it. I would first encourage you to look at your car seats um, because there are slimmer car seats. There's different combinations that can work and you can always um, consult a, uh, child passenger safety tech if you have more questions, but sometimes investing, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars in new car seats can make your car work longer than having to go out and buy a new forty thousand dollar car. That's a very good point. Yeah, that that's a big money saver if you just if you think you think in the t- like when you're thinking about it, you're like, my car seat costs two hundred dollars. Why am I gonna you know just spend drop four or five hundred dollars on new car seats? Yeah, 
But it's like, no, actually, that saves you money versus buying a whole new car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I get it. Like, I mean, a car is way more fun to buy than car seats. And believe yeah, me, true. I just recently ended up buying all new car seats for my kids because I just wanted, with me being in and out of different vehicles all the time, I wanted a more versatile, slim car seat. So I went yeah. out and bought some Kleck car seats, which is a great brand. Um, yeah. I love my car seats. So if I were to buy a car, I would not be willing to budge on my car seats. I'd find a car that worked for my car seats because based on my research and what I'm comfortable with, I think the car seats are, I just love my car seats. But if you're not married to your car seats, if you just registered for the Greco Xenefit, cause that's what your sister-in-law had, then maybe do explore yeah. different car seats working in the current car that you have. Yeah. I have the Greco forevers. Um, and those, I mean, they're, they've, my, my older son, my younger one's not, you know, he's only five months old. So we don't have in the pumpkin seat still. He's still the infant. Yeah. Um, but my older one, yeah, we've had that, that one forever and it just grows with them. And I, I like it just fine, but it is, it's like very wide. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the buy car, the buying process when you're buying a car. Do you have any points that moms should keep in mind when they actually go to buy a car? Um, well, I think my number one tip, and you know, we kind of talked about, bringing your car seats, bringing your stroller, bringing your Gatorade bottle, bringing your son's hockey bag, whatever you want in your car yeah. to bring. Um, but I think that my number one tip for just improving your car buying process and just giving you a better overall experience is to actually choose your salesperson ahead of time. A lot of us go online and we read reviews on the dealership and you decide, okay, I'm going to go to this dealership because it's a five-star review. And don't stop doing that. I think that's great. But there's one step further I would take, and that's to actually select the salesperson you want to work with. Um, there's a platform called dealerrater.com and it's literally a website that allows, um, customers to rate the salesperson that they worked with. I love the platform because well, a couple of reasons, one being that there's a 25 minimum word count. So it has to be a detailed review. It can't just be like, Kelly was great. Okay. <laughs> Kelly was great because of X, Y, and Z. So I love being able to choose your salesperson ahead of time because, um, while I'm out here, on the battlefield trying to improve the stigma of car salesmen. I know that we have, I have an uphill battle and there's still a lot of car salesmen who might not, who just, you might not jive with and you might not want to work with. So being able to choose your salesperson, maybe give your business to a mother, to a father, to another woman, to whoever, just someone with great reviews, I think will get you a better deal. It will improve your experience. They'll be more knowledgeable. Um, Cause if you don't do that, then you risk just driving up having the salespeople prejudge you before you even get out in your car, then they're deciding if they want to work with you. Um, and then you're probably not getting the best salesperson there. Cause I guarantee the best salesperson is busy with other customers, busy making phone calls, busy on test drives, not sitting there waiting for you to pull up. So that if you do nothing else, choose your salesperson ahead of time. It will drastically improve your experience. I would have never thought to do that, but that is a great <laughs> tip. <laughs> yeah. That's my number one tip. Cool. Well, let's talk about pricing and MSRP and whatever that MSRP rebates, manufacturer discounts, all of this stuff that I know nothing about and why I bring my dad with me when I bought my last car because I'm like intimidated by all of these numbers and these words and everything. So let's, can you explain what MSRP rebates, manufacturer discounts, all that stuff. So we're not, cause we, you know, ideally 
I want to be empowered when I'm walking into the car dealership and like what this stuff means and not get, you know, not get taken advantage of. For sure. So um, we'll talk, we'll focus on new cars because used cars are much more straightforward. It's the price is the price. Um, I will say in my experience with, with used cars and just the way that the industry is going, that online prices on used cars are, are, are a very competitive price. And at a lot of dealerships, it truly is their best price. Um, yeah. It would do dealerships spend thousands of dollars every month to make sure their cars are priced appropriately. So it would do the dealership no service to overprice their car by $2,000. We, we don't try to make thousands of dollars on cars anymore. We try to make them quick. We try to sell them and then gotcha. um, move on. So but new cars, it does get a little bit more complicated because there is an MSRP, which is a manufacturer suggested retail price, which okay. is what the, it's just the sticker price. Honestly, it means nothing. Um, off the MSRP, off the MSRP, well, then the car dealership has to buy the car for what's called invoice. So then they have their invoice price. So for easy numbers, let's say you're looking at a $40,000 car and then the invoice is $35,000. So the dealership technically, as it starts, has $5,000 markup in it. Um, it's a lot less than that. Most of the time, the markup on a new car is anywhere from like four to 8%. So it's not... And it's not thousands of dollars. Um, there is something called rebates on top of that. And rebates are basically a discount from the manufacturer that don't cut into the dealer's markup. So um, rebates are also, it's, it's, sometimes they're national, sometimes they're regional, but rebates would apply to any Kia store. So if you go on KiaUSA.com, you type in your zip code, they will tell you the rebates available on every Kia Sedona or on the Kia Sedona. So you can go to any Kia dealership and they're going to honor those. On top of the rebates, you can ask for a dealer discount and that would fall into that four to 8% range. Um, so it really, I mean, it really just depends. I would definitely watch the manufacturer's rebates because um, I mean, if, if the dealership has, if, you know, if Kia has good programs on their car, you're going to get a bigger discount and it does change month to month. Um, and people always say, well, the dealer says it's the end of the month and the price isn't going to be good tomorrow. And I think that's just a ploy. But in, in reality, it's it's really not. The programs do change every month. Dealerships do not know if the programs are going to stay month to month. We don't find out until um, the rest of America finds out, which is crazy to me. But um, so, yeah, my I guess my tip would be look at the MSRP and then know that there's going to be discounts from the manufacturer. And then there's also going to be discounts from the dealer. And they are separate. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about APR because I another term that I'm not super familiar with with cars is APR. What is APR and what does it mean to have like 0% or another percentage of APR? Yeah. So APR is annual percentage rate. And it's basically okay. the, it's an interest rate. Same thing you have on a credit card, same thing you have on a home loan. Um, most, almost all car loans though are simple interest loans. So there's no early payoff penalty. So okay. um it's basically the cost to borrow the money. So there's a lot of different banks that you can finance a car through, including the manufacturer. So you can finance through Volkswagen, you can finance through Ally, you can finance through Bank of America, whatever bank you choose. But a lot of the times the manufacturers have special rates that the banks just can't beat. Zero um, percent, basically, it's it doesn't cost you any money to um, to borrow the money. So it's, finance a, it, right? yeah, yeah. Finance. so it's a really great way to keep money in your pocket 
Um, not, I wouldn't put any money down on a 0% loan because you're not saving any money on interest. You're just making your payments a little smaller. So really 0%, 0 0.9%, it's a really good way to drive a payment down on on a car. Um, but most of the time those only come through the manufacturer and you're just going to have to watch the programs and really they, they truly do change month to month. And it's, I wish I could tell you like, but every June we have it, but that's just not, I, and I couldn't even tell you who has it right now because it's a new month and I haven't even looked at the programs yet. So, so when you say watch, watch them, where, where do we watch? Like, do you watch it on like a carmax.com or like a true car? Where where do you say like watch stuff? Actually on the website. So again, like, if you go to Kia.com, you can find the rebates and incentives on that specific car. You can see oh. the, the finance specials. That is going to be from Kia. So then you see that the Kia Sorento has a $2,000 rebate or and 1.9% financing, and that's what you want to do. You can bring that offer to any Kia dealership because mm-hmm. that because that's from Kia. And then on top of that, you can ask the dealer for a little bit of what their dealer discount would be because – Sometimes um, they'll be like, well, it's already 2000 Like a car, a car dealership say, well, I, we've already discounted at $2,000. But if you know that that discount is from Kia, they yeah. technically might have a little bit more room to discount it. Now, they don't have to, but yeah. it, do- it doesn't hurt to ask because that yeah. initial discount didn't come from them. It came from Kia. Kia paid them for it. Gotcha. Okay. I think I got it. All right. Well, let's talk about COVID because, you know, that's yeah. the hot topic now. <laughs> Um, so any tips for buying a car in this crazy pandemic of COVID? Well, I would definitely follow this account on Instagram, the car mom, because I'm just giving like a really great behind the scenes tour. Save you time. And Got it. Trip. Okay. No. So I, I would follow me and I would watch my tours. I don't want my tours to be, um, your final decision maker, but I just hope yeah. you take cars on and off your list. I do not think that a mother needs to go test drive five cars. I want you to watch my tours. I want you to be like, okay, I see that car is not going to work. Okay, I love the look of that one. And maybe go test drive two. Um, yeah. I truly believe if you do your research, there's. I don't think you need to test drive five. If you want to, power to you. Um, just limiting. So that definitely helps. I would also schedule an appointment. I would kind of, um, and I would let the salesperson know of your comfort level or yeah. With what you're comfortable with. By choosing that salesperson ahead of time, you can be messaging them saying, you know, I live with um, someone who's high risk. I Can you meet me outside? Can you have the car pulled up? Can we do no contact? They're absolutely going to do that. Yeah. Um, I would also encourage you to watch a lot of tutorials and do a lot of research ahead of time only because um, a lot of dealerships aren't allowing salespeople to drive with you or even sit in the car with you just because it's, it yeah. is close quarters. So they might not be able to show you how to set up the Bluetooth or how the Apple CarPlay works. So, But mm-hmm. the good news is if you YouTube Apple CarPlay 2021 Subaru Ascent, the video is going to come up. So yeah. any features that you're interested in that you might want demonstrated to, I would just encourage you to watch a video on. Um, so yeah, that would be... Those would be my tips. Um, and then yeah. you're just going to have to work with the individual dealership and ask them. I mean, at our dealerships, we're, we're doing a lot. We're offering, you know, contactless test drives. We're offering paperwork that can be mailed to you and sent back. Um, cars mm-hmm. delivered to your house. Just kind of working with everyone's different comfort levels. But dealerships are um, have been deemed an essential business. So we've been open the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if you're – and really, I mean – 
it's kind of business as usual here. So, I mean, obviously everyone's masked and we're, you know, social distancing, but if you wanted to come in and buy a car, you still can. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you have any real, real limitations. Right. That makes sense. Those those are good. Those are good tips. Well, Kelly, where can we find you on social media? I know we've said, we've said this, you're like, (laughs) but what is all your, tell me all your social media. I know you have a YouTube channel. Um, and your website and everything. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so I'm mainly, I'm the heaviest on Instagram right now, at the yeah. underscore car underscore mom. I okay. also have recently started a YouTube page, where I am, so right now my tours are on my Instagram, but I'm transitioning my tours to YouTube, just because it allows for, um, it's longer, yeah. It's longer, and honestly, I don't really love Instagram's IGTV setup. It's just very difficult to find tours. And as I started doing, now I have 20, 30 tours on there, it's difficult for people to look through them. So my tours are now on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube, um, just at the car mom. And then I have a Facebook, I actually have a Facebook group. It's really cool. It's a private Facebook group. You have to be following me on Instagram to join, but it's um, called the car mom crew. And that is a great resource for people to, and there's like 6,000 members in it. It's awesome. And it's literally just every opinion under the sun. So if you're like, Hey, I'm looking at this car. Did anyone test drive it? Everyone will tell you that they've test driven it or that they have, or that they love it or that they hate it. Um, I'm sure you guys are all in like mom groups on Facebook and everyone's always like, who knows a good mom car. And then everyone gives the recommendations. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm going to create my own Facebook group for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a great resource. I'm yeah, going to so definitely check out the car mom crew. And then uh, my website's not up yet, but it should be up hopefully at the end of this week, actually. So. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, fun things. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I think this is a great episode. Great, great in- information yeah. episode for anybody who's looking to buy a car. Thank you so much. Definitely. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money back guarantee. So if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up, and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcast listener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.laborners for more. That is certainly where I am most active. 
I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast. So I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week.